This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the We Art Tacoma podcast. This is Eric Hanberg. I'm producer Doug. How are you, producer Doug? Just great, especially after listening to Erin. If you've heard the choir, um, it's a remarkable experience, and just hearing her talk is a pretty remarkable experience. Erin Gwinnup is in the studio to talk about the Tacoma Refugee Choir. Let's give it a listen. All right, we are here with uh, Aaron to talk about the Tacoma Refugee Choir. Welcome to the podcast, Aaron. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. And what's your full name? You told me, but I just want to make sure I have you pronounce it, not me. Aaron Gwinnup. Gwinnup. You said that's Welsh. Yes, it's a Welsh name, a, spelled not like a Welsh spelling. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell me, uh, tell me what the Tacoma Refugee Choir is. Let's start there. The Tacoma Refugee Choir brings together refugees, immigrants, and community members to sing together with a really hopeful, empowering message of welcoming. That's pretty great. It is. It's so much fun. And it's a fairly new organization as well. Is that correct? Yeah. We're about two and a half years old now. And are you are you the founder? Are you how tell yeah. me your relationship so, to it? So yes, I'm the founder and I serve as the executive and artistic director. Okay. So I wear lots of hats. When did the idea first come to you to that this was something that our community needed? Yeah. So the idea started about three years ago, uh, April 2016. Okay. I was at a church conference and they were talking about refugees and I just was really moved by the experiences I was seeing happen in Europe and feeling really powerless to do anything there. But I realized that I could do things in my community. And so I thought I would go volunteer and teach English one day a week. But then I had this really clear idea. Oh, yeah, you're a musician, Aaron. Why don't you use what you're good at? And I, um, this idea of a refugee choir came really strongly to my mind and uh, sat on it for a little bit, but ultimately um, contacted Liz Dunbar at the Tacoma Community House. We, they were really supportive of the idea, and we did a pilot project. And that pilot project was really amazing. We did six weeks of rehearsals and uh, in the Tacoma Community House, and we just had such amazing experiences. At the end of that six weeks, people were saying that this was their family and that they they were asking, when are we going to do this again? And uh, one member, Zalmo, who was like, oh, when are we meeting again? Like, I need, he had never sung before, but he fell in love with it and he fell in love with this community. He had only been here for four months. And so he really had a need of community. And so we, we thought, well, let's keep doing this. And yeah. So that's how it got started. It was just this little side project. Um, and we didn't anticipate that it would grow quite as um, big and as needed in our community as it has ultimately come. Wow. So for for those who don't know, Tacoma Community House is an organization that helps immigrants and refugees 
uh, with things like English as a second language, other kinds of citizenship tests, I understand, and things like that. And then, so that's a perfect partner uh, for, exactly. what, for what you're doing. Tacoma Community House is one of the coolest organizations in our city. They're over 100 years old, and they've just really been a voice for refugees and immigrants in our community for a long time. So we feel, felt so valuable, or it was such a valuable partnership Absolutely. to start with them. Absolutely. Tell me about about uh, let, let's let's back up even further now. Like, like you you said you are a musician. Yes. Uh, what what kind of music? So I uh, am originally a California girl. Came up to the University of Puget Sound. Was an opera performance and music education major, and I had dreams of singing in Vienna, and um, and I have done quite a bit of performing in the area over the last twenty years, but I also raised a family and have come to love Tacoma as a home. And so I've done a lot of voice teaching, and uh, I sing both classically and in more contemporary music, musical theater, pop, and a lot of my students have done that. So I really love teaching. I love music, and I love the role that it, the joy that it brings in my life. Yeah. What kind of music uh, do you teach? Is it is it primarily voice? I teach primarily voice. Actually, I just teach voice, um, but I have s- singers who are singing opera at Seattle Opera and then musical theater performers at Village and Fifth, and then I'll have you know high school and recreational singers as well. Wow. That's pretty cool. It is. So, I love my job. So you you it's an interesting gamut, I guess, because you're teaching like you're working with like top professionals at Seattle Opera and some of those things like that. And at the same time, you just told a story about someone who had never sung before. Yeah. Like, where do you see the commonalities in that? Like, like what is that like for those performers at those different ends of the scale? Well, ultimately, music is music. <laughs> when, But I will confess, it was a challenge to make that transition at first. When we first started the Tacoma Refugee Choir, I treated it like a community choir. We had sheet music, and everyone was trying to learn the notes on the page. And about nine months into this project, I realized that that created a power dynamic that was contrary to the mission that I wanted to express, because if some people understood the language of sheet music and some people didn't, Mm. it wasn't creating that even playing field. And that was hard as a musician to know that what I wanted to accomplish was I had to get rid of the tools that were comfortable for me. And so we got rid of the sheet music. And it was, I mean, it wasn't a smooth transition by any means. It was it was kind of messy yeah. trying to figure out how to teach without my tools. But it has become so much more satisfying because we can learn a song in 20 minutes and rather than this long stretched out process and it becomes more ingrained um you going going back to your question the way that someone sings at that higher level which is very much about like finding the best form of yourself and it's often about following these technical rules about singing ultimately what i found is the more that i give those up the more we find those good qualities anyway hmm. uh I feel like my singing is better now as a result of throwing out the rules. I mean, I know all the rules, and I'll still use them every once in a while, but most of the time I'm wanting to deeply feel. And I think that there's different reasons why people make music, and I was very much in that space of making music because it was beautiful and because it was it was accepted in this space. 
But I've come to realize that music has so many purposes. And for me, building a sense of community and communication and really um, feeling deeply so that I can understand the people that are part of my community has been such a transformative experience for me as an artist. Wow. Wow. That was a really good answer. Oh, wow. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> is is the Tacoma Refugee Choir, for lack of a better word, political? We try not to be political. Certainly, there are people with strong political feelings within the choir, but our message is really universal. One of our favorite songs is, everyone can love someone and everyone needs love. There's, And it's hard not to love people when you sing together. Truthfully, I feel like there's actually a really strong political point here to be made, is that if we just work together, so much more could be accomplished. And I feel like our work does go into a lot of political spaces, but it's saying everyone needs to use their voice to contribute. We have a government by the people and of the people, so we the people need to be engaged. And if we use our voice, that's one way in which we can make a difference in our communities. It's, uh, I think the, the political question, I mean, in this universal message is now suddenly political. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting because that first performance of yours was in January of 2017, uh, if, if I read the, the website correctly. So we, we started again. We did the pilot project. Okay. And we started again January 17th of 2017. Okay. The refugee ban came down 10 days later. Right. And so here we are, this brand new organization that was founded just on the belief that everyone's voice matters. Mm-hmm. And I had, I was sadly quite ignorant of the depth of xenophobia in our country. It caught me off guard. I was, I felt really blindsided by, um, by all this negativity because I I just didn't see it. I wish I had. I just hadn't seen it up to that point. And here I had just spent the last six months getting to know people who were now being demonized mm-hmm. and um, used as political pawns. And that just it was deeply painful for me. And that whole weekend after the announcement that was on a Friday and till Tuesday night, I cried. I just I was like, what's happening here? And I show up at rehearsal Tuesday night, and I said, I know we're all probably feeling the same way, so we're just going to sing. And at the end of that 90-minute rehearsal, there was so much healing. And I realized that we were not powerless in this conversation, that the whatever happens in D.C. does not have to impact the way that I treat other people. And it does not have to impact the fabric of the communications in, in our community. I have a responsibility of making sure that the person next to me feels safe, accepted, and loved. And if we all did that, then we'd be so much more powerful as a community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're going to use this opportunity to uh, take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about what uh, the Tacoma Refugee Choir has coming up soon. This episode of the We Art Tacoma podcast was generously supported by the Tacoma Arts Commission. What is that, you ask? The Arts Commission is a volunteer group of citizens appointed by City Council who support the development of our community through public art, arts programming, and funding of arts organizations, artists, and, apparently, podcasts about the arts. 
This year, through the Arts Projects Fund, the Arts Commission funded 32 Tacoma organizations in the fields of dance, craft, film, music, visual, literary, and cultural arts. My thanks to the Tacoma Arts Commission for funding this podcast and the many awesome programs, artists, and organizations around the city. And we're back. Thank you to our sponsors and thank you to our members who support Channel 253. You can support Channel 253 at Channel 253. I think I've now said that three times in a row. Channel253.com slash membership. Uh, Thank you again to all of our listeners who uh, helped make this happen. And back to Aaron. Hello. Hello. Um, I think after two years, you probably have an immense number of stories about how uh, this organization has connected with the refugees, connected with Tacomans. Do you want to share some of those ways that, that, that lives have been touched? Yeah, I'd love to. I think there's so many stories, but I think um, some of my favorite stories are simply the smiles and joys that are at the end of a Tuesday night rehearsal. When people come into our rehearsal, I love that we've created this culture of welcoming that's really palpable. As soon as someone walks in the room, they're like, whoa, I belong in this space. No matter the background you come from, universally people are like, oh, I'm gonna, I love this. This feels really good. And we've had comments um, from both community members and refugees. Um, one uh, said that they had never felt welcomed in the country until that night. Hmm. Wow. And another said through her broken English that that was her best day in America. Her best day in America was a rehearsal just a space where people were singing together and she felt for a moment that she belongs in this community. That's powerful. Um, And even if we don't see them again, we have this open door policy. So we'll see people sometimes every Tuesday and sometimes we'll see them once or every once in a while. And there's value in creating a space that people know exists, even if they can't come every week. Mm-hmm. We've had, um, we had one choir member we didn't see um, for a while, and she said, I want to be there. I just keep getting scheduled to work. But she says that every Tuesday night, she smiles because she knows that we're meeting and that she belongs there, even if she's not singing with us. And even just yesterday, I got a phone call from a choir member who has moved away, and he, he said, can I come still? And we hadn't seen him in six months. I'm like, yes, come back to us. We're so excited to see him tonight and welcome him. Beyond that just sense of welcoming, we've had uh, some real tangible benefits for our members simply because you do things for people that you love. So we've had choir members who've been out of work the other people have stepped up and said, hey, let me help you with your resume. Oh, here's a job opening. And and you know, giving referrals for their job search. We've had an, others that are going to school that we've been able to help with tutoring and people will gather together and just get lunch. Or there's a couple of women who cook together uh, and make meals and it'll be Russian and Mexican food all being cooked together. And that's, and I've gotten to go a couple times. The food's really good. <laughs> and it was in these connections that were formed just by a sense of community. And I think perhaps one of my one of the most surprising stories for me was that one of our choir members was on um, was three days from being homeless, and we'd all been looking. And of course, you know, there's this affordability crisis. It was right. really difficult to find anything even to refer her to. And as a result of this um, 
this performance, uh, Lori Jenkins happened to be there, and we were able to connect her, and their office was able to get her resources to keep her and her son not only not off the streets, but to find a home. And that's that's pretty powerful that a singing group has helped someone find a home. Right. That's not our mission, but it's an it's a outgrowth of when people are connected to one another, they help one another. And sometimes we can't help. There will be things that we can't do, but it's amazing when when we can. And the truth of the matter is that our community is made up of many people who are on that knife edge of success or failure. And if we, the biggest indicator of whether they fall on the side of success is having a social safety net. And that's, I think, one of our biggest opportunities as the Tacoma Refugee Choir is to provide that support and that space that says you that you can do this. And sometimes that's all that matters, especially like some of these refugees that we've met have come as unaccompanied minors to this country. They don't have anyone uh, that's saying you can do this. And so just having someone who says, hey, you got this. Yeah. You can't put a price on that. Yeah. Tell me about some of the the community members that participate in this as well, who who maybe have been in Tacoma all of their lives or something like that. Because it's a mix; it's not yeah. just the refugees, but it's actually uh, Tacomans as well. How does how, what's that like? Yeah, I think, and I think that's the power of what this group is. It's not just one group of people; it's this really diverse group of people from all walks of life. And um, I know one member told me that. As a result of the choir, she was out at the grocery store one day, and she saw a Muslim woman with her children. The children weren't, um, you know, behaving. And she said prior to that moment, she was about to walk away. And then she realized, if I was at choir right now, I would go help that woman. And she turned around and and talked to the children. And and anyone who's been a mother who has children misbehaving knows that that can be everything. And yet we often other ourselves and cut cut ourselves off and say, that's not my role. And that was something that the choir taught her. And then I think even everyone in the choir, myself included, like, it sounds like we're doing this really great thing for refugees in the community, but really, like, this is a great thing for me. It's been a blessing for my life to be able to expand my circle, to feel like I'm using my voice to make my community stronger, and to to be empowered to create the kind of community that I want to be a part of. And I think everyone who is in the choir has felt empowered to to be more involved. Yes, we're a musical group, and we create some really cool music, and it's an absolute blast. But I think you could also say that we're a program that's creating leaders and helping to, to create this fabric of responsibility that we all need to support one another. Yeah, I feel like like this is uh, a living embodiment of those signs where it's like you know this house we support refugees, immigrants, things like yeah. that. This feels like like that sign come to life. I agree, and I think when people come to our concerts or our events, we we don't want people to just feel good and go, oh, that's great that this is a great thing you're doing. We want people to take up the movement and and act upon it, it's it's great to say, oh, they're doing good things, but 
we all bear that responsibility. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, you bear that responsibility as well. And there's a way that they could support you as well, I'm sure. Well, they can support us in our mission as well, yes. We have a fundraiser on March 23rd. It's at the Pacific Grill Event Center, and the choir will be singing. And one of our choir members, uh, Natalie Bajinga, is a fashion designer. And so she has often said that the choir has given her a lot of strength and courage to start her own business. And so she'll be doing a fashion show. She's designing me a dress for the event. Oh, wow. I'm pretty excited about. And so there'll, there'll be food and singing and a fashion show and just a really fun night to hear the stories about the choir. That's pretty cool. It is. Saturday, March 23rd. Saturday, March 23rd. Tickets are available on Eventbrite, or you can find the link on our website, which is refugeechoir.org. Okay. Where where do you see the, the choir going? Well, it's amazing to see how this thing that I didn't know was going to be a thing, you know, it was just this little side volunteer project and how far it's grown. But I do think that we are the only standing adult refugee choir in the United States, and we have a very unique model by bringing refugees and community members together. So I think we have an important message to share. Um, one of our hopes is that we will raise enough money to record an album this summer cool. and produce more video that shares this message more broadly in our community, but also um more uh, further abroad, I think we can contribute here in Tacoma to the national conversation about what a welcoming city looks like and how we all can contribute to that space. I think you should go on tour. We, I think that'd be cool. We are talking about possibly talking. doing that. Actually, I'm going to just say it. Here's my big <laughs> audacious goal is I want to perform at the UN and for Congress. And I, I want people who are making those policy decisions to look in the eyes of people who are living this. I loved your word, living embodiment of what this this looks like and and let that influence their decisions regarding policy that affects us. That's awesome. That's a great. That's my that's I just said that on you, air. You, you owned that's, that. I am. You owned that. That's awesome. Yeah. If so, if people want to find out more about you, refugeechoir.org, mm -hmm. and then any social media links you want to throw yeah, out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on Facebook. We have a, a Tacoma Refugee Choir on there, and not as actively on Twitter and Instagram, but we're working on improving that. That's. I just only have so many hours in the day, but we're working right. on improving that. Yes. Great. Thank you for coming on the show Thank and so for much. telling us about uh, the Refugee Choir. And uh, for everyone who's listening, March 23rd, Pacific Grill Event Center, uh, support the choir. Thank you. Thank you. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.